Encourage Radio. We are delighted to be with you today in your car, at home, in your kitchen, wherever you may be listening. Of course, I am here with our wonderful host, Ron Smith, my hubby, and of course, Jacob Miller. We are ready to continue the conversation from last week on discipline. Yes, we are looking at the reasons to discipline and the rules for discipline. Absolutely. And as we said uh, in the previous podcast, um, we're not going to be able to cover every situation, mm. um, like specifically. And, and of course, with, with each age and house dynamic and whatever that child may be going through at the moment, it, it, it requires like sometimes a very specific answer. What we want to do is we want to give you very, very general but wise biblical principles that are timeless yeah. that we have discovered through 20 plus years of parenting and as well as ministry, um, uh, talking with families and I don't know how many kiddos, Raina, you've ministered to, as well as families, um, but also talking with our parents mm-hmm. and learning from the generation of the 70s and 80s and just watching all of them. So what we want to do is we want to give you some of these principles. All right, so if you're just now catching this one, Yes. You might want to go back and listen to the previous one right right before this um on based upon Genesis 3 where God um the 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 very first father the only father um corrected his earthly children Adam and Eve and those are some timely principles but now let, let's let's get right let's get a little more practical on this okay. all right two things you want to talk about the reasons to discipline and the rules for discipline Reasons for discipline and rules for discipline. You know, Raina, it um I don't know, it still it still amazes me that we do there are some parents that don't believe in in um exercising discipline for their child. I know, and it's we see it all through the old testament yeah. and new testament. Yeah. From the Israelites <laughs> crossing through, oh, yeah. going 40 years in the desert, right. as well as the New Testament. God speaking to the Pharisees, God speaking to his disciples, God speaking to his inner circle, outer circle, is all about being able to self-reflect and know who God is. And I mean, and I get it when they say that in, in certain scenarios, they're like, well, I don't want to break my child's spirit. Mm. Well, that isn't, that is a goal. You don't want to do that, but you can do it with that. You can still discipline without breaking the child's spirit. They yes. say things like, well, I don't want them to go through what I went through. And I get that because there are some situations were pretty harsh. Yes. And, but others are like, you know, they're their own person. I want them to find their own way. Mm. I'm yeah. like, that is so, that is so dangerous. Um, so this is why we want to talk about the reasons to discipline and absolutely the very first one, your mom and dad, like if we have to stop at this point, we're going to stop at this point. The very first reason why you discipline is because discipline, believe it or not, 
actually shows you love the child. Yeah. Yes. Ten commandments. Don't hurt yourself. Follow these commandments. Exactly. When he says thou mm-hmm. shalt not, basically means don't hurt yourself. Yes. So it, I, your, your child is never going to wake up and say, I want to be disciplined. Mm. So here's what we know. We know that um, according to Proverbs 22, that your child has been given a certain shape. Now they know that. Okay, the world phrases it this way. I want to find out who I am. Yeah. Like, right? So they know there's a reason for their existence. Yeah. They just don't know to phrase it like, well, God's created me for a purpose. So here's number one. They know they've been given a shape. Mm. What they also may or may not know is like bound in their heart is the Bible calls it folly, foolishness, or sin. So bound in us is the natural tendency to go away from how God shaped us. Yeah. So in order to be effective, an effective parent, you have to know how to shape them, but you also have to know how to chip away what doesn't need to be there so the shape can come out. That's good. All that to say, down deep inside, your child really wants some boundaries. Yes. Like they discipline actually communicates to them, I love them. I have heard so many teenagers through the years, believe it or not, that have said things like this, like mom and dad are going to pass out when you hear this. They've said, I do it. I just wish my mom and dad would have, would have, you know, put me in timeout, if you will. I just wish they would have said no. I just wish like, I was hoping they would have restricted, like you're saying teenagers actually yes. said that they've actually said that. Mm. Yes, very much like so. Like it would have communicated they were paying attention, that they cared, or even just give me feedback. Like I'm about to go do this instead of saying, yeah, go find your way. I just wish they would have given some insight like, well, this may harm. This may not be good. Watch out for these people. Be careful of this. Like they're longing for that. So discipline, the Bible tells you, and I actually shows. Hebrews 12, 6, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves. Yeah. Like, okay, so that's a principle that, that God does for us. Again, hidden in the word disciple or disciplined is the word disciple. So if God loves us, he's going to discipline us. Yes. So mom and dad, believe it or not, discipline done the right way, the biblical way, actually demonstrates to your child, it communicates you care, you love, you're paying attention. Yes. So let's talk about that. Here's here's the, the another reason why, and we sort of said it, another reason to discipline. Because of the nature of human nature, like a child has to learn there's a a moral power to life that that, that and God is that ultimate moral authority. Yeah. Well, until they recognize God, he has given them parents that are supposed to reflect the character and image of God. Mm. So that's why we say one of the very first things is parent control, um, self-control, and God control in parenting. Well, you're there to help demonstrate that for now, you're a representative of that moral power. Mm. So mom and dad, when you begin to administer discipline, you're already you're automatically teaching them things like respect. Yes. Respect for authority. Mm. Respect that there's boundaries in life, um, that there are places I can go, there are places I cannot go. There are places that my heart is fulfilled, there's places my heart is destroyed. There are places where my emotions flourish, there are places where my emotions crash. Yeah. They don't know that. 
like literally life is a jungle to them that they've never navigated and they do not have GPS. Yeah. Yes. Their natural GPS is to rebel. We learned that from Adam and Eve in the very first garden, right? We know that. Here's here's a third one, and we're going to get into some specifics. Here's a third reason why to discipline. Um, to spare yourself, mom and dad, to spare yourself, mom and dad, hurt and heartache. Yeah. Right? Like no one wants to get the phone call that your child's been arrested. Mm. No one like to get likes to get the phone call that your child did this or did that. Nobody wants that. Um nor later on down the road do we want a child that's just constant manipulating, like they can't hold a job. Like they're not being arrested, they're not being kicked out of school, they're not being told you can't come over to a party. That that kind of like we're grown beyond that now. They they literally just can't hold a job. Yeah. Um, and so discipline is teaching them those boundaries. So many parents, Rainer, they're like, I want to be my child's best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but at an appropriate age. Yeah. Yes, very yeah. much so. Like correction um, ultimately leads to more conversations, which mm. is it should. Yeah. Um, we learned that from our kids. But even in correcting, you had a lot of conversations with our girls when they were young, when they were like a year old or two-year-old. You were just talking to them, and they were just playing with Barbies, but you nonetheless were still talking, and that's never stopped. Now, um, obviously, there was a point where we stopped discipline in certain forms and correction, but the the conversation has never stopped. Yeah. Okay, so here's a previous one uh, that I mentioned. Here's, what I, here's what I, rather what I mentioned in a previous podcast. There is an actual goal to correction. Mm-hmm. There is an actual goal to discipline, and it's this. Proverbs 23, uh, 13 the goal of discipline and correction is you may literally save the soul of your child. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like think about that for just a moment. The reason why you and I discipline is so that our child understands there's a moral power. I have a sinful nature, and if I don't recognize that in myself and I don't if I don't recognize what God has done for me and is to me, then that child may never come to the saving knowledge of Christ. Yeah. Right. That's true. So the reason why we sit them down early at a very young age and begin to teach them discipline is because God disciplines those whom he loves. We want them to be loved by God. We want them to be ultimately a child of God. We want them to be saved. Yeah. Yes. And so just to simply say things like, I hope they find their way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They may not find their way. Yeah. There's um, sin nature that will just grab them in 300 different directions. Exactly. Why do you think Jesus said, I am the way, hmm. I am the truth, I am the life? Why do you think I'm said, why? he could have just said, I'm the life. Yeah. Right. He could have just said, I'm truth. Yeah. But he actually said, I'm the way, meaning he knew that in our heart, we're going to try to find our own independent way. Yeah. Adam and Eve demonstrated that. God said, wet paint, don't touch. They touch the wet paint. It's built in us to touch wet paint. Yeah. Okay. So, Raina, help us with the with these. All right. So let, that, those are the reasons. Let's talk about how, like the rules, if you will, for discipline. Number one, you, you got to begin early. Don't wait until your child shows the first signs of disobedience. Don't wait until they're six. Don't wait until they're nine. Mm. Don't wait until they're 12 
like begin like early, like already like teach them. And we learned um, through certain uh, material philosophies at the very first sign of rebellion, mm. like make a decision as mom and dad, how you're going to correct, approach, and demonstrate that that was actual rebellion. Yeah. And yes. they don't know that. You got to begin early. And for you for you to be able to evaluate before that time mm. comes how you're going to respond. So key. Um, many people is like, I'm going to pop you in the mouth oh. or, you know, whatever it may be. No, no popping in the mouth. No, you know, anything that's that type of right. um, response. That is not a discipline towards correction. Right. Yeah. You have already set, almost shut down the heart in order to move forward. Right. So you have to understand whatever you're going to implement, that the strategy is to move toward, you know, to help your child move towards Christ. Right. Yeah. Because as he says, you know, God wants us to deny ourselves and follow him. Yeah. So we're moving to a point of for them to have that repentant heart to want to follow the father right. when they're on their own. So it's happening within our home to start with. So we just have to know that beginning early in those little things to take the time, like we've discussed before, um, taking the time to stop and address it then, even if. You're in mid-conversation. Oh, that's a great point. What about, okay, what if you're in the grocery store? Yeah, you're going to have to just stop right where you are and address it. Or like we've talked about before, plan those fake shopping trips. Yeah. Plan those opportunities to know that, all right, this may go wrong, but I'm going to have to follow through and practice. You know, let me put a little spin on that begin early. And I didn't think about this until just now, and I think you said it very subtly. Um, so I meant begin early. I think it means both what I'm about to say. Yeah. I meant begin early, like as, as soon as, like we've talked about with Benjamin watching Rayleigh and Jacob and, and, and learning from them, like they're teaching the sign language of no and stop. They're even saying words like when he just, you know, chooses to drop things off the high chair, they're saying, no, that doesn't go on the floor. That goes here. Like very, they're not just going, no, like very early. Yeah. They're already setting boundaries. Uh, so let me, here's the twist. You said begin early as mom and dad yeah. discussing how you're going to handle yes. first signs of rebellion. Well, if too. you're not on the same page, That's good. Um, you're not going to be consistent in that child's oh. life. So they're not going to know which way to follow. Oh, that's huge. And so that does later, later on lead to manipulation between the two. Oh. All because you weren't on the same page in the beginning. It also allows you in the moment to like make a, a snap, like reaction to something that happened and not have preparation in your mind. Two to like, great points. Yes. To know what to do. Two Very great points. So. And if you're already on the same page, I'm sure for Jacob and Rayleigh, they're already on the same page in discipline. So it's not a surprise yeah. later on of, oh, wow, why'd you handle it that way? I would have handled it this way. And then all of a sudden the kid is watching the conflict go back and forth. Oh, that's another on one. Who's, who do I even listen to? So we're trying to get them to be able to listen to one voice. Yeah. And that's God's voice. 
Well, whenever we're speaking in multiple voices in yeah. multiple different disciplines, yeah. um, not on the same page, allowing the child to maybe, oh, just let them self-soothe. They're in their own world. Let them continue to read while I'm doing this. They're still paying attention. Yeah. No, they're not respecting and listening to authority. And that is your ultimate you know, point. I you wish I was taking to. notes because, man, you guys just said... Uh, all right, so begin early means both, mom and dad, get on the same page, same voice, um, begin early. Um, and by doing that, by getting ready as mom and dad, like Jacob said, it allows you to not come in and just overreact, and then yes. they don't see that. And then you have to have that consistent voice, yes. um, both mom and dad. I'm just telling you right now, if you don't believe this, all right, now you some parent. If you don't believe this, like if you have a new one, if you have a, a brand new little baby, like right, I'm just telling you right now, they're smart. Yeah. And like Raina said, she goes, they're watching the. Co- oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast, Raina. They're watching the conversation that mom and dad are having. They may not be physically watching with their eyes; they're physically watching with their ears, mm-hmm. and that's already telling them they don't know the word division, but they're already. I'm just telling you, they're smart. And now they hear mom express one viewpoint and dad express another. They will come back and play those two viewpoints against each other and for their favor. Yeah. They absolutely will every time. That's a whole other podcast. You guys said so much um, in in there in that one. Here's another. We've touched on it. All right. So, one again, just three three simple rules on discipline that, that cover a lot. Begin early. Mm. Okay, here's number two. Administer promptly. We kind of touched on that. Now, let me let me just touch on it this way. I, I put Raina in this scenario. What if you're in a grocery store? Okay, so whatever you decide on on discipline. Okay, oh, hang on. Let me let me back up. Let me let me back up. Yeah. Before I even mention that. So the Bible does say, um, if you spare the rod, you'll spoil the child. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's, you know, does the Bible talk about speak, uh, spanking? Does the Bible talk about, um, you know, that, that kind of discipline? It does, um, but it's, it's, it's usually the very last, last resort. It's not the first option. And spanking doesn't always mean what maybe you think it means. It doesn't mean um, getting a switch, um, if you're familiar with that terminology. It doesn't always mean like a belt. It should never mean the hand. Raina already alluded to it when she said, I'm going to pop you in the mouth. I'm going to backhand you. Um, you don't, no, no. It, the Bible, look, hey, let me, listen. The Bible never, ever, 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 never, ever mentions or condones you physically abusing your child. Yeah. That is not how the word rod um, is interpreted. The word rod is, is referred to as something that guides. Um, is something that administers. So like uh, a shepherd's staff has a crook mm. at the top, um, as well as it has a goad or a point at the bottom. The goal of the shepherd was never to hurt the sheep, yeah. but the crook end was there to pull them back away from a cliff um, or to pull them back into the sheep fold. Yeah. Um, the goad on the other end was to basically spur them on in a moment, like you're in a bad spot. Like, I need you to, like, turn around, like, woohoo. Yeah. Like, what was that? Open their eyes. Open their eyes immediately. Like, you know, like, you're about to step out into traffic, and you didn't look for a car. Yeah. Um, and so forth. So, I want, once again, I want to say the Bible does speak about punishment, but it never condones, like, physical abuse, mm. ever. So, when you hear us speaking of this, so when we say administer promptly, back to that, um, you never want to administer, like, 
uh, popping on the hand if you do that, um, or that type of um, you know a foolishness stick or a newspaper. Don't do that in public. Like tell them, like Raina said a lot, you know, set up a mock trip to the grocery store where you really don't need to go to the grocery store, but you just know that every time we go to the grocery store, for some reason, little Johnny acts up. Yeah. So you know that. So you just say, if you do, if you do this, here's going to be the consequence. We're not going to be able to get, you know, pickles and jam, whatever. And then you come back um, and then, you know, you give them the pickles and jam. No, already set it up. When they do it, say, well, that's it. No pickles and jam. And go home. Like you didn't need to go to the store. But if you do have to discipline, don't do it in the middle of the grocery store. Don't do it in the middle of the restaurant. Take them out to the car and have a conversation. Uh, take them to the restroom. Take them somewhere private because Rand alluded to it um, in a previous episode. What you want to stay away from is shame. Mm. In Genesis 3, God used conviction, not shame. Yeah. You want to keep the heart open because the goal, the ultimate goal of discipline is that your child comes to know Christ. So they have to see loving discipline, loving correction, loving guidance, and sometimes loving um, hard uh, decisions made, but nonetheless from a loving heart. That's what we mean by it, administer prompt. In other words, don't just make idle threats. And we have to understand the goal behind the grocery store. Yeah. Think about the grocery store. Okay. That is the place of self-indulgence. Oh, come on. So we need to remember that as we take our kiddos to different venues, opportunities, things like that, these are practice points in order to live out the discipline that's already within their heart. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're walking into a store with, I want this, I want this, Mm -hmm. I want this. You are practicing self-control. Yeah, that's good. They are learning self-control. As you're going through the aisles. That's perfect. And I remember we kind of had a little rule of don't ask for anything at the checkout. Yeah. You know, just because there's that candy, there's those other things. That is a key point of I want to grab this. I want to fulfill something. Immediate fulfillment because I see it with my eyes. Oh, yeah. That's good. And we have to understand if we kind of go in and and we're already ready for, okay, we're going to make some good choices. We get to choose this healthy maybe option to this healthy option. You know, guiding them through indulgences because, like we said, they're going to grow into adulthood. I want this. I want that. I want this. Well, if you haven't backed it up in childhood or in daily practices or gift giving or whatever it may be, they're not going to know how to live it out. No, they're not. That's a really good point. That is such a good point. So, all right. So here's another one. And, and I, I I never really like to use the illustration of like training a, 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 a canine, but it really is a good example of training. So often we'll do a better job of training our pets sometimes than we will train our children, specifically in this one area. Hmm. So the goal of discipline is not just always for them to obey you immediately to what you say. It's for them to demonstrate that the heart is willing to grow. Yeah. All right, so you should celebrate that. Believe it or not, one of the things that one of the rules for discipline is tell them they did a good job. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, when you're when you're training your dog to go outside to use the bathroom, you're supposed to reward them when whatever word you use, like I need you to go outside, I need you to go potty, whatever your word is for that 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 pet. 
when they go outside, you're like, yay, and yeah. you give them a reward. Mm. And then now the dog's like, okay, cool. When I do this, I get rewarded. Mm. In a much broader and deeper perspective, discipline should always have the reinforcement that I saw the heart shift. Yeah. I saw the heart change. I saw the heart grow. Mm. Discipline isn't just for you to snap your fingers and then for them, because at some point mm. they're going to grow out of the snapping the fingers deal. Yeah. Right. And so what they need to learn is respect, renewal, repentance, and all of that. They need to really. But they do that based upon your sort of rewarding, uh, reinforcing, encouraging them. Um, like my mom and dad, believe it or not, when they would discipline me. And yeah, I'll, I'll, call, I'll be honest. There was a time when the heart was like, whatever. I'll be honest. But after they would discipline me, they would always sort of give me a hug. Yeah. They would. And of course, my bottom was still hurting or my pride was still hurting or, you know, whatever. Like I was still longing to... They said, you can't go play a game. And I was like, doggone it, I can't go. Like, I was still reeling uh, from the hurt. You know, why'd you do this to me kind of a thing? But now looking back much older, I'm like, wow, even in the moment of discipline, they tried to reinforce. Like, it's not about you. It's the action. Yeah. But we have to deal with these actions in you yeah. to help you grow as a person. Yeah. Telling so, them they're not, you're not mad at them. Yes. But they're able to understand like the reason behind it. Yes. Like we've always tried to say, um, we don't like what you did, but we love you. Yeah. But you have to understand this about you, like everybody else, your heart will have a tendency to want to do these things. As your parents, we're here to sort of guide and to pull that out of you. And I can't help but thinking you know, of Ephesians chapter six, verse four, especially to dads, it says, fathers, do not provoke or exasperate your children to anger. Mm. And so rewarding, reaching out to hug them, reminding them why we're doing this, what is the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is um, I want you to one day listen to the Heavenly Father. I want you to realize how much He loves you. He created you. This is why. But these things can't be a part of who you are in order for you to be who God's called you to be. Does all that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So just, just a quick review. Reasons to discipline. It, it, you have to discipline. It shows you love the child. Because of the nature that's in them, you you have to sort of help get that out of them, that a child must need understand there's a moral power to life. Mom and dad will help you spare hurt and heartache, and it's literally to save his or her soul. The reasons why, the rules for discipline, disciplining, uh, begin early, administer promptly, yeah. and tell them, you know, like, do a good job, like, help them, like, reach out and hug them and, and reinforce the reason um, why you did. Yeah, Jacob, what do you got? So I, I just had a question when I was thinking through it. I was trying to put myself in someone's shoes. Okay. But um, on the point of begin early for the rules to discipline, like what if like I'm just putting myself in someone's shoes? They already have like, you know, a kid that's they didn't begin early with. Mm. How do they start or try to reinforce, like I'm asking both of you, right. how, to, um, how to discipline that child even though they didn't involve them in the early years and they're having to try to like solve that you know what I mean great question so what we um what I usually try to share uh with them and and, and some of that is like they just didn't know yeah as a mom and dad they um so there are a number of families that will come to church and they'll come to faith in Christ as a family mm. and so they didn't really start out raising their family yeah. in these principles and so they're like wow 
now I'm just now learning this. What do I do? Well, I tell them the very first thing you do is you go back and apologize. Mm. You're like, hey, so here's here's what we didn't know. Here's what we didn't understand. You're probably not going to understand this because it's new to you. It's a new philosophy. But here's what, and so you kind of go back and really just explain what we just said. Okay. That discipline is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. We we did as a mom and dad. This was new to us. We've never been here before, um, in this area, especially new now. There. So uh, first of all, you just apologize, and or you say like we're learning as we go. Yeah. But here's what we've learned about you. Here's what we've learned about us. Here's what we've learned about our role. So this is what this looks like now. To be fair. That's a whole nother counseling situation probably um, with a professional counselor or somebody like us or whatever that needs to hear more details. Yeah. So in some of that, it's very dependent. Like, is the child now into shoplifting? Mm. Um, are, are they into drugs? Yeah. Um, are, they, are they very reclusive? Um, are they online and they're in like chat rooms or games? Like, it really depends upon what's being exhibited yeah. that we have to determine, like, how do we go back Mm-hmm. Without restricting, but at the same time reinforcing yeah. um, some things that they need to understand. Some of that might just be like almost an immediate intervention. Mm. Some of it might just be like, okay, here's what we're going to do for the next six weeks. We're going to start here and work up to this. Yeah. It really, in a lot of respects, it just it it, it depends on the specific situation. Got it. That but what sense. I always tell them is go back and tell the tell your family, your kiddos. We're learning. This is new. We apologize. We've never done like this um, specifically. Um, but here's what we've now learned. Mm. And this is important for you. It's important for us. But it's more important for you to become who you need to be. So we're going to start talking about this right now. Cool. And in some respects, you sort of involve them in the conversation, again, depending upon the age. Did you have anything to add, Raina? Or? No, I think you're right on target of being able to go to them to say, okay, I want to be a better parent. Yeah, that's it. And I have been seeking, studying, guiding, just asking for advice on what to do. That's it. And I love you so much, and I know the plans that the Lord has for you. Hmm. But the path that we're on isn't a path that I can see that you're going to be at the success level, whether in life or just within your own self of how you feel in fulfillment, unless we make a few changes. Right. And I wish I would have done it before, but I haven't. And I'm, I tried um, the best that I knew how, but I really want to partner with you on moving, mm. moving forward. I, those are good words. Kids are so forgiving. They are yeah. very forgiving, very flexible. Yeah, kids are forgiving. Not that there's not repercussions for yes. the choices that we have made as a parent, um, but overall, you know, every day is a brand new day, and it doesn't yeah. matter you know, when we start. But yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, Jacob, of what do you do in the midst of it? Yeah. 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 And be encouraged. Like Raina said, it's a brand new day, meaning the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. Kids are very flexible and um, and forgiving. And we pray just that. We pray that you guys encourage. So here's the thing. If I know discipline is a hard topic, and we, but if you view discipline as only dealing with the negatives, Mm then it'll be a heavy topic. But if you begin to view discipline from a biblical perspective, that it's a part of the process of making my child become what God's called them to become, rather than just 
I always have to deal with the negative. No, view it from a biblical perspective. Like in order for them to be a disciple, they have to be disciplined. It's so funny. We go to personal coaching. We go to different networks like that to discipline us, to help us get to where we need to be, we sometimes just really need to realize we are a personal coach. Yes, you are. And that's a positive light of being able to get us in the right direction. That is a great way to end this um, part two segment on that. Be encouraged, mom and dad. Discipline, yes, is hard. And you have to navigate um, every, every situation, new day, new mindset, uh, new choice, new consequence. I get that. But be encouraged. You can do it. God has given us some biblical principles to follow. We love you. We're praying for you guys. Thank you for listening in and following Encourage Radio. And Raina, thanks for welcoming us today. Ooh. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See yeah. you.